Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Hey, just remember that in order for us to take our faith in our workplace, in order for us to erase that wrong programming in our mind that what the world says is right and what the Bible says is wrong, really, we know that the Bible talks about truth. And especially with regard to money and how we handle money and how it impacts our relationships. And that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to talk with Scott and Bethany Palmer about the five money personalities. And in order for us to really understand what God has in mind with this, we need a paradigm shift in our minds. We need to stop treating money and possessions the way the world does. Romans 12, 2 says this, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's really the attitude we need to have as we look at what does it mean to be a Christ follower and how do we handle our money and how does that impact our marriages? We brought on experts, Scott and Bethany Palmer with the five money personalities. I understand it's just Scott. Scott, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you for having me. Um, Bethany sends her condolences, and you got, you know, of the money couple, you got stuck with the uglier one. But, <laughs> We're uh, on radio, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what? I've got the face for radio. So, yeah, I've been um, told that, but then they're not very nice to my wife because they, they tell me I have the face for radio, but when Martha's on, everybody says we should be on TV. 
So, well, yeah, I get the exact same thing. So yeah. we're in good company. So, Scott, Martha and I, every Tuesday, we do a show we call Together on Tuesdays. And, and instead of focusing just on how our faith interacts with our workplace, we talk on Tuesdays about marriage and relationships because if our marriages and our relationships are messed up outside of work, when we get to work, it really impacts our ability to be functional, our ability to be productive. And so we always dedicate Tuesdays to topics that we think apply to everybody, not just married couples, but to everybody. And when I ran across your material within the last couple of months, I thought, wow, we got to bring these guys on. This is fantastic. I was looking at it as potential material for our cruise marriage cruise that we have coming up in February. And, and I thought, no, after I looked it over, I'm like, we need to talk about this on the radio. So I don't know if, I don't know if you guys have done a lot of radio. I know you do a lot of TV. I've seen your pictures on TV and things like that, but radio's a step backwards, but that's okay. So, you know, talk first about how is Christ making a difference in your life today? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm 44 and Bethany's just a couple years older than me. And I think, um, you know, we've got a teenage son, one teenager and one soon to be teenager. And, you know, we, um, I think just like so many of your listeners, we are just busy. And, and, and I think where Christ is making the biggest difference in our, our relationship right now in our lives is just being able to put, really put everything right in front of him and just have the ability to say, you know, we can only control what we can control and we can't control, we can't control anything else. And going into this season of Advent, um, we actually did our first, uh, our first Advent cal- uh, candle as a family over the weekend and just really focusing, you know, on the fact that Christ has so blessed us, so blessed our marriage, and so blessed our kids that this is just a perfect time of the year just to sit back and reflect on just what an amazing God he is and what an amazing sacrifice that, that he made for us. And so we're, we're very um, reflective right now in our family in this season just about the grace that he's shown us. Well, now, I don't remember which part of the country, which part of the country are you in? We are in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, so, yeah, it's beautiful there all the time. I don't know how you can't be reflective all the time. Right. <laughs> it's easy to become complacent, just like everybody else. We just have a huge mountain to remind us. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we live across the street from the beach, and people get tired of going to the beach. I don't know how that ever happens, but they do. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. So in just a few seconds as we run up to our first break, what do you think has been one of the keys to your lengthy marriage? I think the ability to really have open communication about money has really been huge in our relationship. We've been married more than 17 years. It's going to be 18 years, uh, coming up on 18 years. And like so many couples, we have had times of want, and we've had times of just extreme blessing. But, you know, divorce, 70% of all divorced couples cite money as their number one reason for fighting and their number one reason to split. And I really believe that whether it's in the workplace and having stress over money or if it's at the living room table um, having stress over money, it is the number one killer of relationships. And because we've learned how to talk and think about money differently in our own relationship, that's really been the success of not only our marriage, but we're also business partners. We own three businesses, so we, we work together. So I really think understanding the key to why it creates stress and tension in our family. All right, Martha, today we're talking with Scott and not Bethany Palmer. <laughs> we got half of the money couple, but we're talking about the five money personalities. Scott, welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. 
So we be, before the break, Scott, hi, this is Martha, by the way. Hi, <laughs> um, thanks for being on the show today. When you were talking about the the major thing that you attribute your um, strength of your long marriage, almost eight, 18 years right now, is to open communication regarding money. I'm curious, um, because I think a lot of people um, will be curious as well, is that what led you to... Um, this path of being the money couple, or is it vice versa, that learning about the money has helped you in your communication with each other? Well, I think, you know, for us, it, it kind of started off with a sad story in that um, Bethany and I have been in the financial planning industry for 25 years. And what happened was we had this amazing couple that looked perfect on paper. Um, their house was getting paid off early. I mean, their retirement was great. The kids saw, you know, kids uh, 529 called savings accounts were squared away. And everything just looked magnificent. And they were active, and we knew them from church, and we knew them from, from other activities around town. And they were really solid clients of ours. And what happened was they came in, and Beth and I were meeting with them. And it was one of those times where when a couple comes in, you're like, oh, my goodness, did they get into a fight in the car? I mean, it was huh. just instant tension. Mm-hmm. And so Beth and I were kind of looking at each other like, well, what's, what's this all about? And basically, after some conversations with them, about 10 or 15 minutes, I just said, hey, you know, what's going on, you guys? We're getting a really weird kind of vibe from you all. Where, where are you at and what's going on? And, and just tell us what you're feeling. And she said, well, actually, we're here getting divorced. And we really just need you to split up the assets. Beth wow. and I were floored. I mean, we were floored because they were kind of the picture-perfect couple, if you will. And so I asked just blatantly, I said, you know, why are you getting divorced? And she said, money. We just can't agree about our money. And I said, well, you've got plenty of it. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're doing everything right. You look perfect on paper. And, and really, their whole, their whole fight and their whole tension in their marriage was revolved around money. And what we did was that really put – Bethany and I into a little bit of a tailspin because as financial advisors and managing hundreds of millions of dollars, we really started taking a look and, and found that couples were just struggling with this. And then we kind of went on this, this, we just, this call from God to say, you know, God, there's got to be resources out there for couples. There's got to be things out there for couples. And we didn't find anything. And we really felt like God just said, basically, I've, I've put this I put this in your lap. We want, I want you to take up this banner, and I want you to really start working with couples. So what we did was we just started talking to couples, and we basically took seven years of data from couples. We gave it to a statistical scientist at Stanford, very smart guy, as you might well imagine, mm-hmm. and basically said, how do we quantify this? Like, how do we bring all of this data together and create an assessment so that couples can basically see what they are, why they look at money the way they do, why the way they deal with money the way they do, not be shamed about doing it, and, um, you know, start to help couples get their arms wrapped around what's real. And that's where we developed the five money personalities. And then what we found was that as Bethany and I are going through this process, we had all sorts of money problems that we didn't even know about ourselves. Um, my wife is, is what we call a risk taker. And so she was always willing to take more risks than me, especially when it came to our business. And it just freaked me out. (laughs) And so what, you know, and we would have really hard discussions at the workplace and then we'd come home and, and I I know you all work together. So coming Mm -hmm. home doesn't mean that you leave the office behind. It just means (laughs) now you're at home and you're still mad about what happened at the office. And so it really put us on our own journey to say, hey, where in our marriage do we struggle? And why do we fight about money? And, and how do we make sure that our marriage doesn't become a victim like so many other marriages out there? 
when it comes to money. And so that's how we acquired this passion was just not finding a quick, easy way to talk to our clients at the time. And now we talk to hundreds of thousands of people. Right. But how to talk about money, because let me tell you, when you can really look across the table and understand why your husband or your wife or maybe your fiancé or maybe somebody that you're dating seriously, and they say something about money and you're thinking, are you out of your mind? Instead of saying, are you out of your mind, which is what I used to say, I, used to, I, I can now process it differently and, and think differently about, oh, they're saying that because their money personality is X. And that's why this is such a, such a huge topic and becoming so popular is because what we're, I think what people are discovering is that does getting out of all of your debt make you happy as a couple? No. Does paying off your house early make you happy as a couple? No. Are they nice things to have? Absolutely. And do I help people do that all day long? That's what I do for a living. But was all of my work actually helping their relationship when it came to money? And the answer was no. And so really what, as a financial advisor, my definition of prosperity um, was off because really where we prosper the most is when we're in a relationship with someone and it's it's a reflection of the way that God wants us to have that relationship, which is a partnership and a way to support. And when it comes to money as couples, that's where we blow it the most. So that's why we have this unbelievable passion. That's why we speak mm -hmm. all over the place and do a lot of radio and a ton of TV because couples need help. And they don't need another budget to blow up in their face. No, that's for what sure. they need is they need to understand why is the budget blowing up? Hmm. Why is it blowing up? That's powerful. Well, and, and what's what's funny, Scott, and, and it's too, too bad Bethany's on the air with, but Martha and I got involved in marriage ministry, which we've always done on the side, but we've got involved in marriage mentoring of couples for exactly the same reason that you guys got involved in this money ministry. We right. had a couple, a very, very good friends of ours that their marriage melted right before our eyes. Yeah. And, and, and in our small group, it destroyed our small group. And, and we're like, Oh no, that's not happening again. We're at least going to fight for this stuff. And it's, and, and that's why on Tuesdays we focus on marriage issues and money is that biggest issue. It, it, it kind of fights right now with sexual infidelity, the pornography addiction, as far as what we're seeing in couples, but money is definitely, a stress causer. And, and Martha and I, we had not shared our results yet. Scott, you'll like this. We had not shared our results yet of what, what she scored on the five money personalities versus what I scored. Okay. We both scored exactly the same. Wow. Your money personalities were the same? Exactly yeah. the same. Okay. You want to know why that's so crazy? Because we've had over 60,000 couples take the exam online. Do you want to know how many people up to this point have said they had the exact same primary and secondary money personality? I have yeah, no we want to know. Yeah, I want to know. Four. Oh, my word. <laughs> well, now you got six. So you're, yeah, so <laughs> you're my fifth. Fifth. You're my oh, fifth, fifth couple. couple, fifth couple to, right. have, to have the exact same. That is so awesome, but that is so not the same. As a matter of fact, what we found is that with the 60,000 people that have taken the assessment, 85% um, are married to their direct opposite money person. Mm. I believe that <laughs> because those that. are the ones we mentor. <laughs> right, exactly. Because they get so frustrated. They just yep. don't see eye to eye and they think they're supposed to. Yep. And, that, and we mm -hmm. say that all the time. We say, you know, opposites attract and then yeah. you get married and opposites attack. Mm -hmm. And that's <laughs> so exactly what happens with money because what happens is, oh, he's so charming. He buys me flowers. He takes me on these awesome 
dates, and then the honeymoon happens, and, oh, he took me on this extravagant honeymoon, and he loves me so much. And then you're two kids into the deal, and you're like, stop buying me flowers. We have diapers at Sam's Club that we need to buy. (laughs) But here's the problem. That's who he is. So what we're so attracted to um, is, is exactly what drives us apart, especially when it comes to money. It's, it's really interesting. We've got a, 70% of all divorcees say that money was the number one cause for their breakup. So we've got 70%, and then we've got 80 to 85% of the people online that are taking our free, our free assessment that have the opposite money personalities. And so, um, you know, Bethy and I, our primary money personalities are the same. We're both primary spenders. So we love to make money and we love to spend money. Where we really differ is in our secondary money personalities. And that's where the majority of the tension has come, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to our business dealings. And so, um, you know, couples can a-, a lot of times have the same primary, but to have the same primary and the same secondary. Like I said, you're number five on the list That's now of, of a large amount. We're and an probably, anomaly. I yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic. So, you know, when we're working with, when we're doing premarital counseling, which we do quite a bit of, um, and, and we're the money people. So when people are going through the counseling, they send, they send them off to Bethany and I at our church. That's awesome. And, and we'll look at the horror on their faces as we're showing them their opposite money personalities. We're talking today with Scott Palmer. He's half of The Money Couple. You can find out lots more about them online at themoneycouple.com. His gorgeous wife, Bethany, as he's so stated, uh, was not able to join us today. You know, I, I, you know, one of the things that really transformed our marriage was when we went through Crown Financial Ministries, and we didn't get to learn about our money personalities. We didn't do that till today. Uh, well, but, no, this, not today. Well, I didn't okay. do mine right before the show. I, I, I did, did mine, mine at 1232. Oh, uh, so. well, I just want you to know I'm the overachiever then because I did it more than a week ago and I've been getting all the wonderful follow-up emails That's that awesome. you get as a result of it. So okay. Jim doesn't even know about those no, yet. No, I don't because I just did it at 1230. <laughs> I meant to do it last week, but mm-hmm. I got distracted. But I will tell you that once we really understood God's purpose in the money and possessions that he gave us and we understood how tithing was not us giving back 10% of what God gave us, but was us trusting God with 10% of what he borrowed us. You know, he gave us 100%, and he said, now I want you to give me back 10% so I can show you how 90 equals 100. And and that was an amazing lesson and really a transformation in our marriage after going through Crown Ministries to understand 16 years ago, almost 17, it changed how we handled money in our in our marriage. Absolutely. You know, Oh, I have to ask one question because yep. I, 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 um, I was thinking over the break. So what were your money personalities? Because I know you both have the same primary and secondary, but what, what are your money personalities? I was just curious. Security seeker is primary and okay. saver is secondary. Okay. <laughs> so um, He you know, laughs. <laughs> it is so funny because if, if uh, percentage-wise, if you look at the two um, – the two largest money personalities, the security seeker is the first one. And the security seeker is somebody that um, really they seek security in most decisions that they make, but especially financially. So uh, understanding that you work with trusts and and taxes and and those various things, that does not surprise me in the least. Um, Saver is really a, a great money personality because the savers are basically all about saving. 
they will never buy something um, full price ever unless it's a great deal. And so I sold used cars for our- 15 years. So I, I'm a professional <laughs> at that. <laughs> I totally understand. And it's so funny that you should mention the tithe because tithing for savers is hard. It's just a hard thing to do. I talk to savers all week long, and when we're go out doing um, one of our, some of our big marriage events, it's so funny because I will find that couples really struggle with tithing. And you can see this, you know, Barna, he puts all the numbers out, and he says of regular churchgoers or people that would consider themselves members of a church, that, that the average tithe is right around 2.3%. And, and what Bethany and I started doing was some of the research on tithing with couples. And so when we would have couples come in, we would open the floor up to talk about tithing. And what we found was that usually in most relationships, there's one person that's very comfortable with the tithe. And there's one person that's not comfortable with the tithe or gift giving at all. And so what we find with couples is instead of compromise, they do nothing. And, and one of our, our life passions and goals when we're teaching couples about their money personalities is that it's all about compromise. It's, it's, it's all about compromise. And what I tell couples is that, and I'm not, I'm not talking prosperity gospel here, but what, what, what I tell couples is if you can't agree on 10%, instead of doing zero, <laughs> do five. Do, do something and see how God works with that in your heart. See mm-hmm. how you're blessed, and it. I, I'm, please don't, you know, hear that I'm saying if I'm saying that if you give money, you're going to get money because that's not the way that God intended us to give ever. But wait for the other blessings that come from the fact that you're giving. Whether whether maybe that is some financial reward, or maybe that's running into somebody that went to your church and the church bought them a new washer and dryer because they were in dire need, and your tithe helped pay for that washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's so fun in working with couples because. Just like everything in our relationship, if we can't compromise, we will not succeed. It's impossible, whether it's with your spouse, your business partner, or whoever. If you can't compromise, and this is so, so interesting when it comes to these money personalities, because one of the things that we really believe with couples is it is who you are. It is ingrained in you. It's not something you're learned. It's not something you've been taught by your parents. It's not something that you've been modeled and you, your money personality just lines up with, with a particular way that you were raised. It's really ingrained. Now, how do I know this? Halloween candy. We watched kids deal with their Halloween candy. And what they did with their Halloween candy or their harvest party candy or even their Easter candy and how they consumed it, traded it, saved it, (laughs) came up a plan with it. We looked at how they handled their candy because when you're a kid, candy is your money. I mean, it, it really is what you consume. And so we really believe that these money personalities that we've discovered are really ingrained into who you are. And so one of the things that we find is all too common with couples is that they say to themselves, oh, well, when we get married, she'll see how great I am at handling money, and she'll just come right in line. Or, oh, when we get, money, when we get married, he's going to stop spending money because he'll see that my saving ways are much better than his spending ways. <laughs> and if you get into a marriage like that with those unrealistic expectations, you are going to be let down all of the time. So, Scott, the, the question is, we're, we're going to get to the five personalities during our next segment, which is very long, so we got all kinds of time. So here's here's a question I was going to ask you a little bit later, but I'll ask it now. If I married somebody with somebody with a complete opposite money personality, does it mean that my marriage is doomed to divorce? Absolutely not. It is not time to panic because what we find is that when you start to embrace 
um, your spouse or your future spouse's money personality, you can really learn a lot from them. And it can become an incredible gift of compromise. Um, you know, Bethany is a risk taker in our marriage. I'm a security seeker, so I'm always seeking security, and she's always willing to take the risks. Occasionally, even though I've been nervous, we've taken some risks, and they've turned out to have huge financial gains for us. All right, we're going to stop. We're gonna stop. I, I got to stop you there. I'm sorry. We got to go to a break. You've no got problem. so much great stuff to say. I hate doing that to you. I apologize. <laughs> hey, we're talking with Scott Palmer. He's half of The Money Couple. Find him online at themoneycouple.com. You're listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg right here on Tampa Bay's Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. This commercial break is brought to you by Trust Services and Jim and Martha Brangenberg. It's that time of year again, business tax planning time. Plan poorly, and you could end up giving away thousands in unnecessary taxes to the government. Why not meet with our tax accountant for a complimentary review and make sure you aren't giving money away? At Trust Services, we do corporate and personal tax returns. Find us online at servicesbytrust.com. That's servicesbytrust.com. Or call 727-399-9454. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel says it's an undeniable fact that the public's trust in the city's police force has been eroded by its handling of the fatal shooting of Laquan McDonald last year. The city released police dash cam video of the incident, and today uh, Emanuel announced that he has fired police superintendent Gary McCarthy, saying the force needs a new leader to rebuild trust in the police department. Defense Secretary Carter says the U.S. will deploy a larger special operations force in the Middle East to help Iraqi and Kurdish forces fighting ISIS. A bipartisan group of national security experts backing the program to resettle Syrian and Iraqi refugees in the U.S. Stocks are higher on Wall Street. The Dow up 136 points. The S&P is ahead 17. More details at srnnews.com. Living alone. Wally Mackey is well known for his registered trademark, financial planning for the rest of your life. When Wally lost his wife to cancer, he lost his trusted financial partner. To help other widowed spouses, he recorded a free educational DVD with a financial guide titled Financial Planning for the Rest of Your Life Alone. In 1997, Wally Mackey originated this registered money strategy for his family and clients. The returns have outperformed the stock market by two to one earned a 9% average annual return, and no one has ever lost any money. Forbes magazine calls it Wally Mackey's success story. Now you can learn how to spend money without fear. Log on, somethingguaranteedsafe.com, or call 800-217-1556 to request his free DVD with a living alone report. You may qualify for a 10% jumpstart bonus. That's somethingguaranteedsafe.com or 800-217-1556. 800-217-1556 for details. This half hour of the I Work For Him show is brought to you by Nepsis Capital. Nepsis Capital is a portfolio or investment management firm dedicated to investing with clarity. For more information about Nepsis Capital, find them on the web at nepsiscapital.com. That's nepsiscapital.com. Take heart, we so take heart. 
Welcome back to I Work From Together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As we talk today with Scott Palmer, he's one half of the money couple. Scott and Bethany Palmer, very similar situation, how they got inspired to talk about, teach, help couples to understand how they're handling money. The same reason why Martha and I got into marriage mentoring. We saw friends of ours melt in front of us and end up in divorce, and it, and our lives have never been the same. And Scott, I love the fact that you shared that. It is such a huge uh, encouragement to us that there is somebody else that was inspired by other people melting right in front of them. And let's talk about how people could take this money personalities test. Sure, absolutely. So you can go to themoneycouple.com, and front and center you will see the assessment. And um, it, it takes you no more than seven to eight minutes to take. And when it pops out, you will see a um, – you'll see your primary and secondary money personality, and that's kind of like the very, very tip of the iceberg. Really what you did was you just armed yourself to be dangerous. Um, so what you really want to do next is either dive into the book. There's actually um, up and coming within the next couple of weeks, there's actually a 17-page document that you can download, which really dives into the money personalities and helps explain to you what, uh, what your money personality looks like to you, what it looks like to other people, how it affects relationships. And so we're really on a mission just to really equip um, people out there with, hey, how do you have this great money relationship? And how do you make sure that money will never ruin a relationship with a spouse or your kids or your extended family? We've seen it all. So how did you come up with there's only five money personalities? I mean, some people come up with all kinds of different things. You know, Myers-Briggs got 16 different personality yeah. assessments. <laughs> Disc only has four. You came up with five money personalities. Where did that come from? Was that a, Is there a scriptural basis to any of that? You know, really it was just, for us, it was just our, it was our research and our data. And what we found was that we actually originally had six money personalities. But one of the money personalities we had we called a debtor. And really we said, no, debt is really a symptom of spending. It's not a specific money personality. Mm -hmm. And so um, the five money personalities are basically derived from our research and our data. We have had, like I said, almost 60,000 people take the assessment. We've had one person, one, that came back and said they didn't agree with the analysis that we gave them. There's always one. And, um, you know, basically uh, these five money personalities sum it up. I think, I think part of, of what we do is because we're such an analytical society, we try to make things way too complicated. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we really wanted to do with the money personalities was say, hey, there's five. You have a primary and you have a secondary. Your primary one is one that the minute you take the test or the assessment, you'll see it and you'll go, yep, that makes total sense. The secondary is the one that's also a major driver in your life, but it's probably the money personality that you don't think about. And, you know, for, for the first couple of years that we had the assessment, Bethany and I really focused on the primary money personality. But what we kept finding with couples that we were visiting with and talking to and counseling was that, man, that secondary money personality is just as important because it's also going to drive who you are, how you deal with money, and how you talk about money. And so the five money personalities really is derived from a lot of research, a lot of couples taking it, a lot of singles taking it, kids. We actually have kids' assessments now where parents can go on with their kids and take a um, – take the assessment for their kids. We broke it down 5 to 12, 13 to 17, 17 to 25, and 25 and beyond. Because what we found with the money uh, personalities is that, man, if you can really understand who your kid is 
and you can start speaking to them in their money language, they will actually listen to you. And so when they're 30 years old, they will not be living in your basement because you will have had really good conversations about money up to that point, and you'll be able to launch them with a lot more confidence when it comes to their finance. All right, so let's dig into these different five money personalities. Let's start off with saver. Sure. Let's describe the saver. And, and keep in mind, we've got about nine minutes to get through five of these, so as exactly. you pace yourself. I'll be tasky. Um, a saver. Saver is somebody that saves, saves, saves. They are never going to pay full price for something unless it's an amazing deal. They're usually going to be very comfortable at starting at the clearance rack before they're in any other rack. They're comfortable dying, but, you know, buying the day-old bread. They really, when it comes to money, savings is always on the forefront of their mind. So if you think of someone that when you say, um, and Bethany would usually say this if she were here, so if Bethany were to say, oh, my goodness, that's a beautiful dress you have, they don't usually go, oh, yeah, thank you so much. I found it at Macy's. What they say is, I only spent twenty nine ninety nine on this dress <laughs> because I found it at Kohl's. That's your saver. I get that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and I always go to the clearance rack. Why well, pay 25 bucks for a shirt when I can get one for 12 bucks? Absolutely. Which totally lines up with your saver money personality. It, it's 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 funny. The, the, as I read the, the saver and the security secret, I read, there's some things I don't agree with. And what's funny is that because of the amazing work of the Holy Spirit in my life, I've never had a hard time tithing. Never. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, something that never awesome. was an issue, but that was, it's really a result of what the, Lord, the Lord's work of my own life, though. All Absolutely. Right, so let's, we go from saver to spender. Okay, so spender. I'm a spender, so this is really easy for me to talk into. I love to spend money, and I'm good at it. But what, I, what you'll really see with a lot of spenders is we love to give. I always tell friends of mine that are putting boards together, make sure at least half of the guys on your board are spenders because what they do is they have a passion for giving. They, they not only do they like to tithe, but if somebody needs something, they're going to come up with the money to give it. So mm. I think in society what we've done is we've kind of shamed the spenders of the world. We've said, oh, look at that. They just spend money whenever they have a chance. The spender is the person that when you have the birthday party and you say no gifts, they cannot not bring a gift. <laughs> I am one of those people. I tell my friends, don't even send me an invitation with the no gift idea because I'm bringing one whether you want it or not because that's, that's who I am. And that's how spenders are, incredibly large gift givers, more than willing to give money and to spend money. They're, it doesn't mean that they're, that they're idiots with their money. It doesn't mean that they, you know, Bethany and I don't have mounds of debt and we're both primary spenders. But if there's anything left over, it's going to get spent. <laughs> okay. I love that. All right. Security seeker. Okay. So security seeker, this is a really interesting money personality because there's a big difference between a security seeker and a spender. And the best way I can explain it is tires. A security seeker is always going to be looking at the long-range plan. They're going to be the ones, like in our relationship, if you ask Bethany how much life insurance do we have, she'd go, I don't know. You can ask me and I can name what companies, what the policies are, and how much money there is in each of those. You could ask me about our retirement. You can ask me about all of those things because security seekers always are seeking security. Where they are different from spenders is that they are willing to spend money to get that security. So, for instance, we were coming down from the mountain skiing last season, had a blowout on our Suburban, almost, you know, almost killed our whole car and, and, and hurt the family, and it scared me to death. Well, what do I do the next day? I go to the tire store, and I get the most expensive pair of Michelins that are made that with a 70,000-mile warranty. Why? 
because it, it helped me feel secure. It helped me feel like I've got great tires. I didn't care about the sell, but I wanted security. Your security seekers are always going to be looking for the level of security in their life. Uh, Suburbans were built for Michelins anyway, so that was a good choice. Right. <laughs> All right, so saver, spender, security seeker, risk taker. Now, I am married to an amazing risk taker. What a risk taker is, is somebody that's willing to roll the dice. And it doesn't, once again, it doesn't mean that they're financially um, inept or that they just take, you know, these crazy risks. But my oldest son is a primary risk taker. And so I will watch him do things with his money and just, you know, physically, he'll be standing somewhere and go, I wonder if I can jump over that. Half the time he makes it, half the time he doesn't make it. But what a risk taker is willing to do is they're willing to take risks with their money and with their life in general. Um, a risk taker is, you know, someone like my wife who saw a piece of land and there was no development around it. And she said, I think we should buy that land. And I said, why? And she said, I don't know. I just think we should. And I said, okay. And believe it or not, one of the biggest builders in Colorado Springs bought that land around it and they had to buy our lot as part of that. So a risk taker is someone that is, it's one of those people that always has a new deal. Do you, ever, do you have any of those in your family or your life that, you know, one time they're into this and then you talk to them three months later and, oh, yeah, I'm still doing that, but now I'm doing this too? That's a quintessential risk taker. They're always looking for that opportunity. Sure. Wow. That makes sense. So the one I'm curious about is the flyer. How do you okay. explain that one? <laughs> okay. A flyer is all about the relationship. The best way to explain the flyer is the flyer is the person that you say, hey, do you want to go to lunch? Yes. <laughs> they don't ask where you're going. They don't ask how much it's going to cost. You can say, hey, do you want to go on vacation with me? Yes. They never, they always put the relationship in front of the financial decision. So, and they don't care about money. Um, they, they're, my mom is a flyer. She's a flyer security seeker. And so she is always going to put the relationship before any financial decisions. She's always in to go do what everybody wants to do. The money will take care of itself. And the flyers get a bad rap because often um, the flyers are the people that say, you know, in a relationship, they'll say to their flyer, you just don't care about money. You know, you, it's more mm. important for you to go to a movie with our family than think about the fact that we can't afford it. Well, yeah, that's right. They're a flyer. That's how their brain works. And so the flyers are really somebody that they're not, you know, it's not that they don't care about money. It's not that they um, – are, are totally disconnected. But the reality is for a flyer, it's always going to be their backup second thought. Money is never going to be their first thought. And it can come across as being aloof when it comes to money. I know when, a, when, a, when clients come into my office and one of them wants to do anything but talk about money that they're a flyer. And I know that the relationship that we have is going to be much more important than the portfolio that I help them select. And so you really have to understand that it's not that the flyer doesn't care about money. It's just the relationship is always going to come first. And I love flyers um, in working with flyers and couples with flyers because they're the most teachable, the most relational people in the world. And if their spouse or their fiancé can just take all the pressure off of them when it comes to making major financial decisions and put them in charge of the relationships in their life, it's a perfect person to have in a relationship. All right, so I, I, those are fantastic explanations. I, I, when I went through your website, I spent a lot of time on there, and and you and what I want you to split your question, split this answer up 
because we'll have a break in between here, but you recommend that couples have a financial arrangement and a money relationship. What, what, is, what do you talk about financial relationship? Because really we want to give some good news to people and say, listen, go out there and take this test on themoneycouple.com. Find out what your money personalities are so you can start working through this. So you can start understanding each other. But what do you mean by a financial arrangement? Okay, so there's two, there's two keys to every, to every household. There's what you have called a financial relationship. And then you have your money relationship. And they're two different. Your financial relationship is, is up to the household CFO. It's your taxes. It's your budget. It's your life insurance. It's all those things that make uh, your, your family financially solid. Your money relationship is the ongoing conversations that you have with your spouse about money all the time. If you're talking about life insurance every other day, that's kind of creepy. Get over it. <laughs> but what you do talk about is, you know, why did you go to Starbucks and buy a $5 cup of coffee when you can make that at home for 10 cents with the brand new coffee machine we just bought? There's the difference. It's the day-to-day money decisions versus the big financial plan that you have. All right, Scott. So Jim was talking about before the break that we want to hear from you an example of a couple whose marriage really has been impacted by going through this assessment. Absolutely. Well, one of my favorite success stories is, is that we had a couple come in that were actually referred by a church because they were on both on their second marriages. And as the pastor said, you guys take a, you guys take a crack at this because I think they're going to get divorced. <laughs> and so what happened was they came in. He was a spender flyer. So he loved to spend money, and it was all about his relationship. She was a saver security seeker. So they had four money personalities bumping into each other mm. in this marriage. And basically the gist of it was she started hoarding money away from him, and he started spending money behind her back, which is a term that, that we call financial infidelity. Mm-hmm. So there was financial infidelity running around in this relationship. What we were able to do with them was teach them how to compromise. And what we did was we gave her and asked her for a number with, if you have X amount of dollars saved, will your needs be met and will you stop you know, fighting him on what he wants to spend? And she said yes. So we came up with a specific plan for her to get those saving needs met. For him, what we said was, how much do you really need to spend? And what are some expenses that you're going to come up that you need to spend money on that are going to make you feel heard and cared for by her? And we came up with that list. And then we put it into practice. And it was amazing to see them over a three-month period. We say, you can do anything for a week or a day or a month, but if you can really work on your money personalities for 90 days, instead of being just something that you kind of do for a little while, like we all do with diet, it really becomes a lifestyle in the way that you talk and deal with your money. This couple, after two years of fighting on the brink of divorce, was able to understand the other person's money personalities. Both have their needs met, and they are doing fantastic. It was such an amazing thing to do. Mm, that's great Thank encouragement. Scott Palmer with themoneycouple.com. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much. You bet. Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were challenged like Martha and I were challenged about understanding our money personalities. Thanks to Ace Andrews for doing a great job today. And thanks to our show sponsors for keeping us on the air. What did you learn today about how to help take this city for Jesus Christ?
know, we learned a lot today, Martha, about how our faith gets impacted by how we handle money and how that money, well, we knew already that money could be a major divisive issue in marriages. But this tool, the five money personalities tool that can be found on the moneycouple.com, that can help you understand yourself and your spouse, your friends, your neighbors, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, so that you can understand how they handle money. And what a great thing to be able to bring in because I'm telling you right now, there are people sitting next to you at work. There are people that sit next to you at work, people sitting next to you in cars, in traffic, wherever you are, that are struggling in their marriages because of monies and not understanding how to handle it. This is a fantastic tool for people. As you heard Scott say, very few couples have the same money personalities. We just happen to be blessed. Get your money personality test today. Go out to themoneycouple.com. You've been listening to Higher Work Friend with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him. him.